Hey guys, welcome to Creepto, the podcast with the self-explanatory name. I'm your host, Alicia, and I just know that you guys love fairy tales. No, we're not going down into the land of Hans Christian Andersen or the Brothers Grimm, even though good old authentic fairy tales are traumatizing as all hell. We are actually going to Suffolk, England, more specifically, a little village called Woolpit. Sometime between the years of 1135 and 1154, two children were discovered outside of the village near a wolf pit. Woolpit actually gets its name from the Old English wolf pit because, yeah, they had wolf pits all around used for trapping wolves. Neat. The villagers were out doing some harvesting stuff because pretty much everything back then was just farmland, and they heard the children crying. Once they found the two kids, a young boy and a girl, they were taken by surprise. They were speaking in an unfamiliar language, their clothing was foreign and odd, and, well, yeah, just like the title says, the kids were straight up green. The children were welcomed into the home of a local landowner, Sir Richard de Colm, and the village proceeded to try to take care of the two lost children. When the children were offered food, they outright refused to eat anything, despite appearing to be hungry. This went on for a few days longer before some green beans had been brought around. The children immediately began eating their fill of the beans, sometimes even eating them raw straight from Richard's garden. Over time, the children gradually accepted more and more food into their diets, and slowly but surely, their green tone seemed to fade. Now, a phrase I say all the time, depending on what you read, it sounds like the children may have lived with Richard for a few years. Spoiler, the boy did eventually wind up kicking the bucket shortly after the two were baptized. He had apparently always been quite sickly since he had been found and never seemed to fully recover. So this next point either comes from before the baptism, when the boy was alive, or after, once the boy was dead. Either the boy and the girl both learned to speak English fluently and were able to shed some light on their situation, or just the girl eventually learned English as time went on after the boy's death. Either way, the question had to be asked, where the hell did you come from? I'm just going to straight up read what the little girl supposedly said according to some of the writings. We are inhabitants of the land of St. Martin, who is regarded with peculiar veneration in the country which gave us birth. We are ignorant of how we arrived here. We only remember this, that on a certain day, when we are feeding our father's flocks in the fields, we heard a great sound, such as we are now accustomed to hear at St. Edmund's when the bells are chiming. And whilst listening to the sound in admiration, we became on a sudden, as it were, entranced, and found ourselves among you in the fields where you were reaping. The sun does not rise on our countrymen. Our land is little cheered by its beams. We are contented with that twilight, which among you precedes the sunrise or follows the sunset. Moreover, a certain luminous country is seen, not far distant from ours, and divided from it by a very considerable river. The girl was eventually known as Agnes, and she grew up, got married, and even had a little not-green child of her very own. The End! All is good and well except, wait, what the fuck, where did you come from? So there's really three explanations. This is a folktale that has been misinterpreted as a real event. This is completely true. These children came from some other dimension or something along those lines. Or that it is something that happened, but by lacking the ability to properly explain the events, the whole thing turned into some fantastical story. Naturally, because it happened so long ago, it's very hard to find the actual truth of the situation. 
The folktale thing is somewhat believable, because the story does sound like it comes right out of a fairy tale. Many fairy tales involve something similar. Children who are lost and then found in some way. On just a quick search, I was able to come up with Hansel and Gretel, The Lost Children, and Babes in the Wood, which all have the common trope of abandoned or lost kids. I don't really know why a lot of fairy tales are twisted. That's the whole thing for another episode. I know a lot of people say that fairy tales and folklore are told as a cautionary tale, but I don't always find that to be true. I think some are for pure entertainment purposes only, even if they are a beyond disturbing bedtime story. This story, however, about the children of Woolpit, could be interpreted as a way to warn children about wandering off. You get lost, you die. Or, you grow up in a strange place, never see your friends and family again, lose your sick-ass shade of green, and are stuck marrying some dude and popping out a child of your own. Sounds pretty cautionary to me. Alternatively, as I said, this really could just be a fun story to tell. Children coming from a mythical world, not speaking your language, wearing different clothes, and being green of all things? It's legit out of a fantasy book. For the other dimension thing, I do think that we have lost a lot of magic in our world as we progressed. It's very similar to how I see people reacting to ghosts. As we get more intelligent and more developed, start applying logic to everything, and almost becoming mistrusting of the world with the I'll-see-it-when-I-believe-it mentality, we lost touch with a lot of beliefs that were once commonplace. I am not an expert, and I don't even know what I completely think about this concept. But I do think that most legends and mythical creatures, and even stuff like modern witchcraft, did originate from a sliver of truth. When we stopped entertaining the ideas, they just started to fade away into history, and then into myths and fiction. There is a theory that things like cryptids and creatures like fairies and the like do slip into our world from another dimension almost. Or that they exist on a different plane that's close to ours, so close that it can periodically overlap, but we are not from the same world. That's why we get sightings, and that's why some creepy legend from thousands of years ago can still be relevant today when someone experiences a new sighting. This is a theory I enjoy immensely, because I really do like the idea of the world having some kind of magic within it, just not something like Harry Potter, though that would be fucking rad as hell. It, like ghosts and spirits, may just be something we can't explain yet in a way that makes sense for us to process. Because the children were very easily able to just walk to Woolpit, some stories even say that they pass through a cave, and because their world does sound different from ours but similar enough, a theory is that they pass through a thin place. A thin place, if you recall from the Overton Bridge episode, is where the barrier between heaven and earth is practically non-existent. This can also translate into a barrier between earth and some place that isn't our world. Another dimension, an alternative plane, etc. Some people speculate that thin places aren't even open all of the time, and instead make themselves known very fleetingly depending on all sorts of factors. Maybe the kids were honestly just in the right place at the right time and found such a spot. Due to the cave aspect of some stories, people believe that the children came from some subterranean world below our own. This one does not tie into the alternate reality thing because their world or city or whatever exists right below our feet. We are on the same plane of existence at all times, but we are living side by side unbeknownst to each other. Finally, last fun theory. These kids are obviously aliens. The green skin? Come on, common alien trait. There are mentions that their clothing were actually a silvery or metallic color. Again, common alien trait. 
A possible explanation for how the little galactic children actually ended up on Earth, because hopefully their alien parents didn't just up and abandon them like absolute alien monsters, was due to a matter transmitter malfunction. Okay, as much as I love creepy and bizarre stories, and as much as I want them to be true, I do find some sick self-deprecating satisfaction in finding a logical answer. It breaks my paranormal loving heart into a thousand pieces, and it happens more often than not, but it still for some reason never seems to dampen my beliefs. Regardless, let's get into what really probably most likely happened, if the story is a true one. Back in the 12th century, a lot of Flemish immigrants arrived in England. They were eventually persecuted in 1154, and there was a battle that killed many of the immigrants in 1153 at the Battle of Fornham. These dates do not exactly match with the speculated dates of the story, but I imagine that even though the Flemish immigrants were persecuted in 1154, they probably weren't treated very nicely previously to that. It is thought that these children lost their parents during some kind of issue most likely arising from the mistreatment. The kids maybe resided in a village called, get ready, Fornham St. Martin. Yeah! Immediately, it's kind of like, oh, shit. Fornham St. Martin is actually like a three-hour walk to Woolpit. It suddenly doesn't seem so weird that this world of St. Martin that these kids come from was actually a village about three hours away. As for the language barrier, well, the kids probably only knew Flemish. And because their world was nowhere near as diverse as ours is now, the people of Woolpit probably had never even heard of the language before. The children's ages are also not specified. They could have arrived when they were like four or five. By the time they learned English, they probably lacked any real way of explaining what they had gone through and where they'd come from because they were just too young to understand. The clothing, same deal, probably some traditional Flemish clothing. But now the green skin. (laughs) Yeah, they were sick. There's this thing called green sickness, which is actually hypochromic anemia. This is a condition that causes a person's skin to actually have a green tinge and is the result of a dietary deficiency. So once the kids started to eat more than just green beans and started to get some real nutrients back into their systems, the greens started to fade. As much as I would love to say that back in the 12th century we had two lovely green visitors that shook the small village of Woolpit, the fact of the matter is that it's just probably not true. Okay, wait, no. Well, I believe that it is true, but they weren't some creatures from another world, which is boring. I know you skeptics out there are saying, yeah, no shit. But please, just let me believe my whimsy. It makes life way more interesting when you think that a green child can just appear out of nowhere, eating the beans out of your garden and regaling tales about some mysterious world. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact me at creatopodcast at gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Crypto Podcast. If you like what I do, want to hear more of what I do, and want me to do more of it, like, follow, subscribe, do whatever you do on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep creepy. I'll see you next time. So this next point either comes, oh, what the fuck was that? Moth or spider?